podcasting. Welcome to Tim and Joel. Call it in the ring. It's Thursday night. Uh, I made that stuff up off the top of my head. Uh, how are you doing, Joel? I see you're laughing, so now I'm going to throw it to you. What's up? <laughs> it was like I'm sitting here waiting for Ding Dong or some Bailey reference, and all of a sudden <laughs> I get ring a ding ding. <laughs> yes, great. Oh my God, that was fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm much better now. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I, I, I love to make people laugh. So, you know, there we go. I'm feeling, I'm feeling chipper, feeling optimistic. Uh, curious to hear about what happened in the week of wrestling. Are you here to put smiles on faces? I'm going to try. going to do oh, my best. It's all you can wonderful. ask of me. Oh, I mean, I could ask for more, but you do a lot already. So, you know, yeah, respect. Right. And I only I'm only going to give you what I'm going to give you. So, <laughs> yeah, point noted. Well, shall we start with the news? Mm-hmm. All right, let's do that. I got you this time. Mm. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about AEW. Let's talk about the AEW games stream. Did you hear about this? Did you see it? Did you watch it? I saw a little bit. I think I saw an Instagram post or something like that where uh, Aubrey had a Steve Jobs shirt underneath her referee shirt. And then I saw that everyone was wearing Steve Jobs turtlenecks, which is is pretty funny. It was a cute bit. I liked it. And uh, yeah, so so they all came out one at a one at a one at a time. Started with Kenny coming out announcing a console game in development with Ukes. Uh, and if you know anything about Ukes, they're the ones who were behind everything from SmackDown all the way up to uh, 2K20 from WWE. Uh, and then they were released after they released 2K20. Yeah, they, they made were, all the good ones uh, and then they got dropped. <laughs> pretty much. So next thing you know, they went into development and started working with AEW. And apparently it was like right off the bat. They obviously couldn't announce it. But if you put two and two together, you can kind of figure out that Ukes was starting the work with AEW real quick. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting, really cool. It is so early days to the point where whatever we saw on that stream was just a CGI render. It was an idea. It wasn't anything official. And I think a lot of people are going to have to temper expectations as it moves forward. But there's a lot of really cool stuff that might come out from that. Yeah, I heard a lot of talk about No Mercy style, which I love, like, and all those Utes games were tremendous. So I do have a lot of faith in them. Um, I think the biggest talking point I saw people going off of was the graphics, which, yeah, that that render looked pretty crummy. Um, But they were stressing like early days, early days, early days. So I'm still cautiously optimistic about it. Um, and for a lot of people, graphics don't really matter. Like you saw what WWE shifted to, which is not my cup of tea, but it sells, it sells and it does well. So whatever happens with that happens, uh, I won't care unless it does look at least better than, uh, than, uh, like 2k19 or, you know, just, I like, I like a polished look, but that's my preference and it's not the end of the world. I think there are enough people out there who are wondering, uh, whether or not this game will be as simulated as a WWE game has been in the past, I think maybe it's going to be time to break away from that and maybe make it more of a fun game. They mentioned NFL Blitz, which if you've ever played NFL Blitz, it is such a silly and stupid game, but it's so much fun. Nothing is serious. You're just trying to win and beat people up. That's pretty easy stuff. I'm down for that. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, like NBA Jam has like lasting appeal. That game is still great and it's it's goofy. It's fun. Uh, those simulation type games, you need to put a new iteration out like every single year. Um, and the graphical demands keep getting higher and higher. So like, I prefer the simulation ones, but for wrestling, I feel like they're so complicated and like, I could never play those games with friends because they weren't 
as avid of a fan as me and they were complicated. Like the simulation ones that Ukes made, they took, they had a pretty steep learning curve and I would just destroy anyone who tried to pick up and play. So they're not like fun social games. So I, I see, I, I get what's going for it. I just probably won't pick it up unless it's, you know, more serious, but that's me. Well, speaking of games, I will be on with Jeremy Lambert from Fightful on the Fightful YouTube channel this Saturday night, 9 p.m. That's what we're planning. We're going to play WrestleMania 2000, talking about old school N64 games that we can play on a stream and chat and have some fun. So that'll be that. Uh, next up, Aubrey Edwards came out and, like you said, in her referee <laughs> shirt, tore it off. And she is also Steve Jobs yeah. and made the announcement of Elite GM, which is a mobile game. I didn't think it would be a mobile game. I thought it would be closer to TEW, which is kind of like a booking uh, strategy type of game that you play on a desktop. Yeah. Uh, can't say I'm shocked. Uh, Aubrey's coming from a background as a game project manager in real life. She took on the job when she was signed to AEW along with the referee gig. So uh, a good announcement for her to have and a good project for her to work on. Uh, anything to add on the Elite GM? No, I think that's it's a good idea. Like they're they've done a really good job of kind of diversifying their revenue streams this way. And yeah, I'm excited to see what they put out. Next comes Britt Baker. She announces a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Get your AEW Games t-shirt. Yeah, it's I, I won't. I don't I don't <laughs> like the way it looks, but more power uh, to them. <laughs> and then comes Cody. And you know what? I'm gonna this is where I give Cody commitment to the bit. He comes out, he's wearing the exact same shoes as Kenny Omega is wearing, those New Balance gray, gross dad-looking shoes. Yeah, and they're yeah. both dressed the same, and it's really cute. And he comes out, and what does he say? Something like, when I took this job, I told Tony Khan that I wanted to be the head of gaming. And Tony Khan said, you don't know shit about gaming. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Wise. He's, he's a, a sage, sage guy, that Tony Khan. <laughs> to which Cody announces another mobile game, AEW Casino Double or Nothing. Um, okay. I, it, uh, there's a lot of talk about what it could be. They didn't really show anything. I'm just kind of, um, I'm, I'm interested as to what it can be, but I'm also wondering if it's going to be, uh, using real money, like some people have talked about, or if it's going to be a game with fake money, kind of like the Vegas game where you can win fake money to get real Vegas stuff. I will say this, like a lot of, a lot of like development base programs have casino game stuff built right into their engines so they could just be trying to pump out something where they just you know they throw a bunch of branding over top uh of some casino games and then boom you've got a game and you've got an app that you can sell or, or generate some money off of so like my guess is it's just going to be casino games with their branding but easy peasy yeah yeah and that console game by the way I will be surprised if it comes out anytime before next Christmas. So oh, 2021, yeah, yeah. December. Probably two years away would be my yeah. guess. Yeah. It all depends on whether or not there was something already in play for the last two years. Again, we're not going to find out. But uh, for anyone who's really wondering, oh, my God, when's it going to come out? Think logically. At Christmas time is usually the time when games are released. You just had two new consoles come out this week or the last two weeks. So, uh, yeah, we're going to see what happens with AEW games. But an interesting way to uh, to to end your Tuesday or maybe you were starting it. I don't know. Maybe you're living in Australia and listening to us and it was already Wednesday. and We're already <laughs> ahead of the curve. I don't know. One thing I got to say, though, about that stream, they went on 45 minutes late. They were planned for 6 p.m. Eastern. They did 645. And that was actually an entirely pre-taped announcement. 
So whoever what? was up, yes, whoever was uploading it didn't factor in the amount of time it would take YouTube to encode everything and process everything. Oh, that's so fun. Well, no, there, when did it, when did it happen? Yesterday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Cause YouTube had their troubles yesterday. <laughs> yes. I don't know what that was about, but it didn't really factor into my TV watching. <laughs> yeah. For others. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I just see the memes after that's all I, I see of the, of the wrestling news. <laughs> yes. Uh, more wrestling news for you. So a few weeks ago, you and I were talking about WWE's Q3 and we talked about, and I've talked about on other shows, including throwback show where I've been past couple of weeks. Uh, thank you. Throwback, by the way. I, and I've been on his show talking about Q3 and talking about Nick Khan, who is the new CRO and the new president of WWE and how he comes from a background at CAA, the talent management company. So I also made reference to the point that maybe Nick is trying to move WWE's talent management in-house. So if you go over to the WWE website and you check out their job board, there is a new post for a talent brand manager. So here's a few things that they're expecting out of this person. They work across all lines of business to develop and execute growth strategies with talent brands. They drive opportunities with, for talent brands internally and externally. They align talent goals and personal interests to WWE strategic initiatives. They develop and maintain talent marketing materials. They monitor growth of individ in individual talent brand. That's important. And even more important, they collaborate with third parties to solicit and assess new opportunities. Vertical integration, baby. That's what that <laughs> is. Oh, also, all of our wrestlers have agents because they're independent contractors. But what if they also have to have our agent? Hate it. Well, someone who will be part of the, quote, WWE Talent Management Group, which will, quote, deliver best-in-class 360-degree support of talent across the internal lines of business and key external partners amplifying talent brand values and maximizing monetization opportunities for talent and for WWE. Tim, what you and I come do? from the music world. Yeah. We're familiar with something called the 360 deal. Yeah. Talk to me. Okay. So that popped up because record labels stopped being able to make money because streaming and pirating became a thing. Uh, well, not in that order. But yeah, so then they, in order to finance recording, they started taking a piece out of everything, which at least to me kind of makes more sense because again, there was no incentive for them to record anything. It just didn't exist. You can't make money back through through recordings anymore. You can do it through licensing agreements, but you know there's only so many things. And if people are going to license uh, sympathy for the devil for every single movie trailer and not bother looking for anything new, then there's no there's no need. So I get that in the recording industry, it has been abused and it is problematic. I don't see them having to do that here, but it looks like that's what they're moving towards. Um, it raises a bunch of questions for me, like what do they do with their existing agents if they have them? What bargaining power do they have? Can they, you know, shop around their interests? Like, what? it doesn't make any sense. Like, it is vertical integration in that they're taking over the slice of the pie that goes to the talent representatives normally. Um, but do they have a say to retain their own agents still? Like, it sounds like they're doing all of the work that an agent would do for their talent. So my question then becomes, if they come in-house with an in-house talent agent, are they going to incentivize wrestlers to become employees and therefore receive things like health insurance yeah, under the, make, the WWE banner? At, 
And that's it. I have no problem with this if that's the trade-off. Like, that makes perfect sense to me. It's a fair thing you can negotiate or decide, like, do I want to be freelance? Do I want to be an employee? But if you're being mandated to use their agent, then th there has to be some sort of trade-off other than just continued employment. Yeah. And that's that. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what doesn't suck? The rascals might be moving up in the world. Mm. So those of you who are Impact aficionados, like we pretend to be once every while, um, on Impact this past week, and we'll talk about Impact a little bit more, uh, the rascals were kicked out of the treehouse. They were evicted or convicted, if you were Des and Wentz who didn't understand. <laughs> Desmond Xavier, uh, Pete Wentz, and... Uh, Trey Miguel make up the rascals, those three. Uh, the three of them have been on a bit of a losing streak in Impact, and apparently the reason is this is their swan song, quite literally, because next week on Impact, Wentz and Dez will team up with Impact World Champion Rich Swan and Trey Miguel. It's going to be an interesting fight. But uh, Raj Geary from Wrestling Inc. announced earlier yesterday that they're actually headed to NXT. So I guess uh, their start date is to be determined. But is that for what do you real? Think about that's, the rascal? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's great. They, it's so rare that three people in one stable get signed on to one brand. So the fact that this is happening is pretty exciting. I didn't really get it at first. Their little segment was so good, though. Like their their little that 70s show treehouse thing. I loved it. It was it was cute and funny. It was out of nowhere that they were leaving, but it I, I enjoyed it. Uh they're awesome in the ring. Like I said, I think their name is Corny AF, so I hope they change it up in NXT. They probably will. Um, I'm, yeah, that's exciting and very surprising. Basically, as far as I'm concerned, they're going from the number three wrestling program on TV right now to the number one wrestling program on TV right now. Controversial hot take. Fight me if hot you want to. That's my opinion. We'll talk more we about it later when we talk about Impact. But like, honestly, I got some harsh opinions about some stuff right now. Our hot takes are usually reserved for PW Unlimited, so uh, mm. thank you for that. <laughs> uh, well, what's not a hot take is December 2nd's AEW Dynamite. It was announced that the AEW World Championship will be on the line as John Moxley defends his title against Kenny Omega, the number one contender for the title. Uh, no, it's not totally random, to tell you that much. Initial speculation is that an this is an opportunity for John Moxley to drop the AEW title so that he can go to New Japan Pro Wrestling for January's Wrestle Kingdom and take on Kenta for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, sorry, the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Mox has held that title since the last Wrestle Kingdom. And of course, with AEW and the pandemic, uh, kind of left him without a title defense since February when he defeated Minoru Suzuki. It's worth noting that Mox won the title once in 2019, and then he couldn't defend it, so he dropped it to Lance Archer, and then Mox won the title back at the next Wrestle Kingdom in a Texas death match with Lance Archer. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Mox and the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship are not great friends, but they're really close together. Cool. Um, uh, yeah, that makes sense. But here's another thing. Dave Meltzer is reporting that it's because Tony Khan wants to pop ratings for Dynamite for all of December. Which to me is strange, by the way, because December isn't exactly like the best time for ratings. Yeah, that's that's ambitious. I guess they we just also, want to have that chip on their shoulder right over NXT. Yeah, I I mean we also we're living in a pandemic, so really as much content as you can make is probably better than nothing, especially yeah, if it's good content. No one's like we shouldn't be seeing and gathering uh family in quite the same order as we normally would be but it doesn't seem like a lot of people are going to heed that advice anyway so I, I still expect a ratings dip 
Woof. 1,500 cases in the province of Ontario. Please wear a mask. Please, please wash your hands. Please exercise social distancing. It's not that hard. Please just be safe. We need numbers to come down. I want to go watch wrestling live again. Me too. I also just want to do things. (laughs) That's true. Um, Also, going back to Tony Khan, uh, two things. First thing, he noted that uh, he plans for a big January special for AEW. And that he mentioned that during the full gear post call, uh, post show yeah. conference call. Um, that looks like it's going to be a beach blast style event. Cool. That's what I'm hearing. Whether it's true. We'll see. <laughs> Meanwhile, here's uh, another thing that Tony Khan likes to tell us. He tells us that quote, <clears throat> this was yesterday quote tonight. We have a great lineup for AW dynamite live on TNT for the rest of 2020. AW will keep delivering great matches on Wednesday night. And there are massive surprises ahead. Please join us tonight on TNT. The balance of power in wrestling will shift tonight. Being last night is Wednesday because it's when they air Dynamite. Oh, I don't know about that. Okay, so let's get to it. First of all, that begins the hype fuel. And then you get this random AEW non-existing account, AEW retweeting, saying not that the, the account is called AEW retweeting. They're not actually yeah. retweeting AEW. They uh, they say that that Ryback was signed to to AEW. No, no, thank you. Nobody nobody's interested in that. I don't want that at all. <laughs> so if you watched AEW Dynamite last night, this isn't a spoiler. If you didn't, then plug your ears right now. Pac returns. People complain. Expectations were not set. Tim. Can we remind people that Tony Khan is a promoter first and not your buddy who started a wrestling league? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Like, I mean, I, d- I don't pay attention to any of that. So, like, Pot coming back was like, oh, good, sweet. Yeah, they they made good on that. It wasn't just nothing at all. Um, but, yeah, I can see how that would have started, started a whirlwind of just random rumors. And, like, and we, we- that's not that exciting. Like, a guy who was previously scheduled to come hinted at coming back came back yeah. and we talked about it on bw unlimited for our full gear results uh, or not results our predictions preview yeah. we uh we said that it was going to be a pock return either at the pay-per-view or on the tv after and here we go eddie was on commentary the lucha bros had a match it was pretty obvious the only thing they could have done was had pock show up with somebody in tow but why there's still so much yeah. more time to the point where today 2 30 to clean up his mess tony khan then said Thank you, everyone who watched AEW Dynamite last night. A shift in wrestling's balance of power has begun, and the winners will be the wrestling fans. <laughs> Pog returned after eight months, and I have aces up the sleeve in the weeks ahead. You won't get them all at once, but you will get them all. Who's all? <laughs> Feel like so, he's collected Pokemon out there, you know? <laughs> let's go. Here's someone from inside the ropes that I really appreciate and I really respect. And that's Gary Cassidy. And he had okay. to say yesterday after the event, he said, quote, one person told me I don't want to put on a really thick Scottish brogue because if you've ever heard him talk, he's, he's really, really thick. like yeah. it's he's <laughs> yeah, really thick. Okay. One person told, no, I'm not going to do it. One person told me that we are getting, quote, another company show up tonight to signal a working relationship. Cassidy says he reached out, got a not sure, and then was told that it was unlikely. Then he was told it was Pac. Annoyingly, he says, it would be a huge segment, sorry, annoyingly would be a huge segment without the hyperbole, which I contributed to. Okay, so basically saying that he he didn't want to contribute, but he kind of contributed to the hype. Um, I was even told the name of the company, but I didn't report it because I was very skeptical on that part. Thankfully, I wasn't naive enough to report it, but I apologize to anyone whose hopes I got up. 
Okay. <laughs> Would have been okay with you just saying the balance of power in AEW is changing. Yeah, sure. Either way, like I don't, I don't know. I watch the show anyway, so I'm. <laughs> he doesn't need to sell to me. And yes, for what it's worth, Ryback said, "quote No comment to the uh, the AEW retweeting account saying that." So yeah, Ryback says a lot. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of wrestlers say a lot when they want to be on the radar. I get yeah, it. It's yeah, it's yeah, show yeah. business. So here we go. Hey, you know who's coming back? Who? Remember Savio Vega? No, not really. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Sorry. Savio, <laughs> actually, a lot of people, a lot of people really remember and respect Savio Vega. He wasn't a big, big star. His matches with Stone Cold Steve Austin in in, uh, in the Stone Cold formative time were were some of his best. If you go back '96, go and watch those matches. So he's an uh, old but guy. It was, yeah, yeah, he's an older guy, uh, okay, yeah, and he yeah. was announced. On Tuesday, that Savio Vega will be making an appearance at the Survivor Series to honor the Undertaker's fair, final farewell. I oh, use okay, that yeah. very loosely. Yeah, I saw there were a few people who were supposed to show up for that. I guess which is yes. Nice. So Vega's not alone. Oh. He, uh, yeah, he's going to be attending, and Hall of Famer the Godfather will also be there, and Kane will also be there. Probably will not wear a mask. Um, oh, actually, he'll, <laughs> the he'll one wear place it. he's not allowed. He doesn't have to. <laughs> He's going to wear the mask. It just won't be the one he has to. Anyway, <laughs> woof. Um, Godfather, uh, by the way, also played uh, Kama Mustafa and, uh, oh my God, the other one that I'm completely forgetting that he had uh, a feud with. Kama and... Okay, it's not... It's yeah, not it Some, it, someone will remind me in the chat. Uh, but they also, like, basically Charles Wright, who plays a good father, had, like, three separate feuds with The Undertaker. That's, under, that's under so three great. Different, yeah. Uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, listen, whether this is the final farewell for The Undertaker or not, we'll see. They're advertising it, which I thought that was just, like, a rumor, and then I immediately heard them say it on, like, SmackDown, I think, and I was like, oh, cool, good. <laughs> I do, oh, Papa Shango. That's who it was. Papa Shango. Papa Shango. Wow. I had to think about the face paint and everything. Um, so, speaking of things you had to think about, have you seen Santana Garrett in a while? No. Do you know who Santana Garrett is? No. <laughs> Wonderful. Santana Garrett is a woman that you would see on NXT once in a while. But it turns out that uh, she was part of another, quote, phantom call up. She was actually called up to the main roster all the way back in, oh, during the summertime. So this comes from Fightful Select. Yet another phantom call-up has happened in WWE. Fightful has learned that Santana Garrett was called up to the WWE main roster this summer, but never debuted. Garrett appeared on Raw, main event, NXT, throughout the spring before vanishing in May. She reappeared on the July 1st episode, but hasn't been on, on TV since. We've heard there are several creative pitches, including her in a tag team, but that never made it through. Chelsea Green, Vanessa Bourne were also caught up this year, yeah. but never appeared on the main roster. Man. Again, like it feels like the programming, they're so scared to put new people on, which is like contrary to how NXT manages their stuff. And their show is so much better. Like it, like I keep saying this, but it feels like Raw and SmackDown both respectively have like 15 people on the roster because they're the all they're all I see. And it's like I don't I get you're going to have your core, but it feels so weird that there's just no fresh faces like it's just the same kind of thing over and over again. And then they shuffle it up once every two months, you know? Yeah. And and at the same time, I'm expecting I was expecting her to at least or any one of these three women that we're talking about to go on and maybe work enhancement matches on main event. Some of them have, but not much. Yeah. Um, 
why not give Peyton Royce and Billy Kay someone to have singles time to go over, right? Like there's so much opportunity for that. Like this is why I was so excited to see Dana Brooke get something to do. Like when they paired her up with Mandy, I was like, oh, this is good. Like they're building the women's tag team division, which you have titles, but no competitors. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Dana Brooke's talented, but just you can't you don't know what to do with her. So it was I was happy to see that. And I wish they do that with the other people who are seemingly just sitting on the bench waiting for an opportunity when there's so much opportunity, especially with Raw being a three hour bloody show like. So here's another thing you can do. You have Carmella who just came back on SmackDown this past week. You have these three beautiful women who are very, well, two out of th- th- two out of three of these women are very vain in their presentation. So is Mella. Why yeah. not just put Santana Garrett in that same position, doll them up, call them, don't call them the beautiful people because that's already existed, but put them in a stable like that. Have the four of them run roughshod over SmackDown. Yeah, uh, like, not? and here's another idea. Like, have Mella squash them, then bring them in so that, like, you create her as untouchable because we got to build her back up. Uh, and be like Queen B of these of this crew. Like that would be excellent. Yeah. And to be honest, Mella on Talking Smack felt really, really pla- plastic's the wrong word, but she just she, it, it looked so one dimensional. It did yeah. not look good, didn't feel good. It's not her. Um, so she's gonna try her best, but uh, we really expect the other three to show up uh, eventually. Hopefully. Like they, yeah. there's so much room for it right now. So much room. So I don't someone else who might be showing up eventually. No way, Jose. Come again. (laughs) That's right. We go back to Fightful Select. In asking talent both inside and outside of WWE, we've been told that the company has interest in bringing back No Way Jose. No Way Jose. When was he let go? He was one of the like COVID ones or before that? Oh, I think it was before. (laughs) Okay, cool. Or just before, as anyway, uh, many on the NXT roster were under the impression that the trademark filing intended for the former Jose, uh, that there was a trademark filing that was uh, put in for Jose. Uh, they can't confirm it specifically. Um, speculation did lead us to, to learning that WWE has interest in bringing him back. He's 32 years old. He's been wrestling under Levy Valnez on the independent circus since his release. So in other words, he was released before COVID. Yeah. Um, and he was well-liked on both the Raw locker room and in the NXT locker room. So... Who knows? There's a lot to be said for a chill dude, you know? (laughs) My question is, what the hell do you do with them? You got to give him a new character. You got to give him a fresh coat of paint, right? I would hope so. It's not much of a character, right? It's thin. It's a thin gimmick. (laughs) Hey, no way, Jose. Oh, okay. Sorry, that's all I got. (laughs) That's That's, that's true. Um, You know what I really want to have this year is WrestleMania. And I'd like to see some fans in a safe, safe place in a safe outdoor location with a lot of social distancing and maybe even a, a vaccine and you know, yeah, something vaccine, but maybe here we go. Wrestle votes today tweeted out quotes. There has been internal discussions about moving the scheduled date of WrestleMania from March 28th to April 11th or even April 18th. Yep. The goal is to, re- the goal remains to have fans in attendance for the event. The thought process of moving back the show a few weeks only helps that out. I had a stroke of genius just now. Go ahead. Do you know who's hurting really bad right now? No way, Jose. Mm, eh, he's probably okay. Okay, Jose. Okay, Jose. Uh, no, cruise ships. 
Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Put it on a cruise ship. Put it in international waters. <laughs> Fly that Caribbean flag. Like, what, what's the flag uh, of the countries that don't care about taxes? <laughs> uh, uh, Cayman uh, Islands. So put a Cayman Cayman. Islands flag on it. Put him out in international waters. Maybe get Jericho in as a consultant, you know? <laughs> well, that's the last, <laughs> that is the last thing they're going to do. And by the way, even as cruise ships start to gear up to return, there are already cases coming out on cruise ships. <laughs> oh, this is not going to stop the, the spread at all. But I don't think WWE really cares that much about that. So It's the return of the wrestle vessel is what you're trying to do. The wrestle, the wrestle vessel. vessel was, that was a thing back in the summer of the 90s. It's already Maybe got built-in branding. Just use it. Oh, that, yeah, that's a nostalgia. genius idea. It's yeah. nostalgia all over again. Yeah. You watched Raw this past week, right? I watched Raw. I, 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 I experienced what Raw had to give. So uh, you saw at the opening when they were promoting all of the matches and they got to Nia Jackson, Asuka, and Brian Saxon said, sorry, Byron Saxon, Brian's my dad's name. Byron Saxon says that the match between Nia Jax and Asuka is a WrestleMania main event quality match. Super disagree. <laughs> that line... That was planned. It was in the script. Yeah. It was a directive from WWE, according to Fightful. I, I don't know why they insist on doing that. It felt like no one could really like get their, their words out on Monday. That's the vibe I got. Um, some of but, it was cute. Like our truth called the clip on tie uh, clip on. What was it? It was like a clip on microphone or something. He said instead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, does this mean that Nia Jax is destined to the main event? That's they, they seem to be going that way, right? Like they, they or is it Asuka? Build her up. I like Asuka's fine. Asuka deserves to be there. Nia, like watching Nia in their match, it was like, ugh, this. Like I know Asuka can do a tremendous job, and it just felt like a crap match. And it's because Nia's doing it. It's Nia's fault. <laughs> so here's why I think maybe Nia has a point in this. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are the, are the women's tag team champions. And then the next day on Access Hollywood, there was an interview with the Bella Twins. And the Bella Twins say that they are primed for a comeback and they are interested in going after the women's tag team championships. There's that your main event of Mania. That ain't the main event, is it? We're the Bella Twins. Okay, full disclosure, Bella Twins' entire run happened when I stopped watching wrestling. Are they That's that fine. over? I mean, that they main event <laughs> um, and not yeah. no two night main event bullshit. Like, so here's the problem. They're going to do it. They're going to, they're going to come back and they're going to have a match. It's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be part of a total Bella storyline okay. and the ratings are good for total Bella. So they're going to get a boost. What, but people watch that show. It feels yeah, like that's the it. type of show that's on that like Netflix style thing that is just reality shows. And it's like, like a mid tier quality program for that. That sounds, that sounds like a fifth level of hell. It's yeah, it exists. Look it up. I can't remember what it's called because I don't give even <laughs> half a shit. No, but <laughs> no, thanks. That's yeah. Awful. Yeah. There's a whole uh, Netflix style thing just for, for uh, reality TV. So listen, at the end of the day, both Bellas have a brand and it's massive. WrestleMania is all about brands and it's all about big, big 
pomp and circumstance and big stories and over the top craziness. And listen, is it going to be a main event in the, in that term? No, okay, it will okay. be main event in the WWE vernacular. Yeah. But where, like mid card, right? <laughs> shit. I'm not the booker. <laughs> No one's putting that as the final match of a WrestleMania is what I'm saying. The final match, probably not. As a marquee match, probably. Go for it. They call John Cena. They call John Cena and uh, and Nikki Bella versus the Miz and Maurice a main event. And it was not the main event. It was just a marquee event match. It was a big thing. As long as they did. Yeah. Look, for me, wrestling fan, main event is the main event. They can promote it to like normal folk, however they want. I don't give a crap. Like that match will happen. I believe that. It, I don't know if it'll be any good because I I don't know a damn thing about how good the Bellas are. So, well, Tim, your favorite match is happening this Friday night. Are you excited? What's that? What match? Ball for a ball. Oh yeah, talking shop of mania too, baby. That's I right. It's wait. our indie of the week. Talking shop mania two. Rise of the torture is tomorrow. That's Friday <laughs> if you're listening live. Or maybe it's today if you're listening now. Or if you're listening after the fact, you already missed it. And it's at 10 p.m. Eastern on Fight TV. It's uh, $15 US for us Canucks. That's like $55. Uh, but you can ex- <laughs> you can expect Give us Scott your Steiner. Dollars. Yeah, They're worth close. so much. So much. Somehow. Uh, Scott Steiner. Tommy Dreamer, Ethan Page from the North and Impact, Rock and Roll Express, Tiger Valkyrie, also from Impact, uh, and Lisa Ann. Yes, Lisa Ann will be there. <sighs> and more. More include the Hurricane Chain Helms yes. uh, and Chavo Guerrero, by the way. Chavo uh, Guerrero made yes. the first one, full stop. So Yes, and he's he's in a match, uh, a death match against Chico El Luchador awesome. on this show. Love and it's it. going they to be great. so good. I can't wait. Check it oh out. Oh, my God. Talking Shop Mania 2, Rise of the Torture. That's Friday night. What is that? November the 13th. 13th. Friday the 13th. At 10 p.m. Fight TV. And if you want to watch, if you're if you're gonna watch it and you want a companion piece and you want to watch live reactions, go over to Fightful. I'm gonna show for Fightful again because uh, as far as I understand, it's gonna be Sean and uh, and Rob Wilkins, who uh, who's shown up on Throwback Show and also does some of the uh, the social media stuff for Fightful. He's gonna be uh, potentially on and giving his thoughts, live reactions, just insanity it's gonna be a good show oh my god i can't wait it's gonna be so good i'll be watching that with very very big eyes um do you want to talk impact real quick yeah Turning let's talk impact real night. quick yeah what do you what do you like about this show this week it's good like they put on solid like goofy wrestling shows week after week and i think that they don't get enough attention like they have god-awful production problems but you know who doesn't <laughs> um and like they're so fun though like i don't their their storytelling is good and simple and grounded in a way that, like i don't mean grounded in reality but grounded in like one goal and that's to entertain and it's so fun their wrestling is solid like the the matches are consistently entertaining like the everyone who goes in there goes in there and gives 110 percent even when it's just some little like blow off match, like um, the Josh Alexander gallows match, like not the biggest thing in the world. It was their main event, but it was still like solid. And it yeah. ended in DQ because it's the build up to Saturday's tag title match. Like you yeah. don't see that in WWE a lot because like, I feel like there's so much fear of like risk taking and like, like they just want to get to the pay-per-view half the time. Whereas Impact is focused on just putting on good wrestling matches 
like night in night out and they're also you know, they're also not afraid to be hokey as shit yeah and it's great like it's hilarious I've got enough serious shit out there that there's no shortage of it so like having that and like anderson and gallows it makes so much sense that they landed there like it's such a good fit for them so yeah and it, it's funny because i was looking at that the other day and i was like gallows and anderson we talk about somehow sometimes they're overrated or they're just not as great as people like to talk about. But here's the thing. They've gone over to impact. They have been this hokey tag team, good brothers, and they are shilling everything, which they do in real, in real life. Their wrestling characters do it all the time. 24 seven, their podcast is a shill yeah. and it's a clickbait. Like last night they released uh, a, a, a podcast that said Carl Anderson uh, speaks or Carl Anderson tells a story. And I was like, Oh shit! He's going to talk about the, no. the the problems with him and his wife. Nah. No way! No. I sped through it. The thing was thirty minutes of them previewing talking Chopamania, which is great. Guess yeah. what? People are going to watch it. People are going to listen to it. But uh, they just—they deserve to be there, and they're going to—they're—I don't know if they're going to bring eyes to their product because, quite frankly, Impact no. is very much a ensemble cast bringing eyes to their product. It's what they do as a collective that makes people talk. That stupid Johnny Bravo, who shot Johnny Bravo story, yeah. is a collective piece of art and it's funny and it's silly and you just have to go and enjoy it yeah and like so, the tommy dreamer bit was like it, it was like okay cool and then it was like oh god and and then it was like okay i'm here again i don't care like it, it's fun like it, it's fun and it's kind of like the attitude about wrestling that i'm really okay with and like yeah, I don't know. Like, like it, it, it just it, it satisfies something that it's hard for me to really criticize because it is just so fun and they all seem like they're having a good time and they do their best to put on like what is a pretty, pretty good show overall, like yeah. for the resources that they have. Uh, there are people like Scott Demore cutting like excellent like talking segments uh, every time he's on screen and then every single wrestler in the ring does their absolute damnedest every single match which is exciting and rare now yeah so. it's nice to see they care i just don't want to see madison rain wrestle again <laughs> yeah I'm done but even that like i didn't mind like the store like the talking bits when, when yeah. she was like i wear a lot of hats like <laughs> <laughs> and and they you know what they tied it up well because then you had Tennille go over to jordan grace later on in the program and do the whole like i want you to be my tag team partner yeah capable wrestler, jordan just being you know. yeah just jordan grace being like and what did you say? And Tanil <laughs> having to kind of eat crow and be like, I want you to be my tag team partner. So it's good. And it tells a story. I'm all about storytelling and wrestling. Yeah. Go watch impact. We say it often enough. Turning point is on Saturday. It's on impact. Plus you can find it anywhere. Enjoy it. Cause wrestling is meant to be enjoyed. Now let's talk about hits and misses. Cause I'm sure there's going to be a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, full gear. We talked about full gear on PW unlimited where we talk about our week ahead and we talk about the pay-per-views and preview them. What did you like about full gear? Tim, did our predictions tie? I feel like our predictions tied. Like, don't remember. I probably, yeah, no. I probably failed. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Someone should probably go watch it. <laughs> That's true. Um, full gear. So really solid show. Honestly, like I, I really, really enjoyed it. There were, yeah, uh, my big one. And this is tough was Mox and Eddie. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're just so good. And then like, I actually watched being the elite this week. Eddie cut yet again an excellent kayfabe promo in this one it wasn't even him just shooting you know shooting on donuts and stuff it was like legitimate like tear jerker stuff it was really really yeah. good came out did the same thing on on dynamite like 
They're they're like Mox and Eddie together. It, it came together like everyone wanted it to, and it was a good match. Like I don't know that it's my favorite that Mox has even done in recent memory, but it was still like very very good. So yeah, I agree that that Mox and Kingston. This it was all story, and again, stories wrestling. I'm in. Um, it, it it had all the potential in the world to just be. A, a rough and tumble type matches was what I wanted. And it was, and everything they did with the barbed wire stuff. I mean, you saw me on Twitter. I, I choreographed the ending only because Kingston made it obvious when he picked up the barbed wire, dropped it. And I'm like, that's going to be the finish. They're going to yeah, use yeah. it in the finish. And that's not a, that's not a problem with Kingston. Sometimes you have to draw it and make it obvious to get your mind thinking about it. Um, but I enjoyed the match. It told the right story. It was fun. It was what we expected. Kingston not going over, whatever it, enough people were saying, what if, that that made the match so much more valuable. I didn't know for sure, which is honestly kind of a rarity. So, and and they found a way to get both men out of it looking just as strong. Yep. Kingston saying I quit was uh, was a necessity. It wasn't uh he would, he didn't quit. He was just like forget this. No, and you it was know? that heartbreaking like squeak like some people were complaining they didn't even hear it. But I was like, "No, that's the beauty of it, that's right?" It. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's so good. <laughs> um the other thing I liked, you know what? Kenny and Page so good, good match, great opener. Yeah. Easy Didn't peasy. disappoint. And to open it, smart, honestly. Like I would I love that. Great move. Yep. Like kudos to uh President elect Joe Biden for waiting until the three count was called to come out and call his shot too. Because I definitely flipped between both shows. Yeah, there was that going on. And then there were people in on Twitter talking about how like Orange and John were going long to cover it, but the match was only 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> so, so was the speech. Exactly. Like, it, it, was did, it, yeah. it lasted the entirety of the speech, which was hilarious. And that big surprise for me, that match, A plus, A plus for oh. both of them. John did a great job doing his comedy bit, as again, he seems to do every week on BTE, too. So, I still think AEW shows run too long. Four hours yeah. for me, especially when you start at eight o'clock. I get so friggin' long. We start at six o'clock if you do the red carpet and the buy-in and stuff. Let's, it's a long night. Let's transition to nopes then, because that's one of my like pet peeves on this is the length of a, a couple matches. So go for it. There was the tag match that was very long that didn't feel quite as long as it actually was. I think it ended up being like 29, 30 minutes in the end, something like that. Um that one didn't feel as long to me, but it did feel long, mostly because they were just they pulled out every stop, you know. Um, but to me, that was still like a pretty good match. But then there was the de- elite deletion thing, which gee, I, I kind of like drifted in and out. And I drifted in when Gangrel and Hurricane showed up and I drifted out when the fireworks and stuff was going down and it was kind of hard for me to even see. Um, and then I drifted back in when it looked like Sammy Guevara was dead. <laughs> Like that back of the head stuff. I don't know. It was cool. Um, but that that match felt like it was like 45 minutes to me and it was less yeah. than 20, I guess. Yeah. Same for me. That one. It was it, it was a lot. It, it, there was a lot of high points. But all in all, I was just kind of sitting there being like, uh, OK, we can we can finish this now. Yeah. yeah. And like it, it had its high spots, but like, damn, that was long. And like, again, I still don't know what the hell deletion means. Nothing. Apparently you get shoved in a trash can in a pickup and driven to the hospital where you're cared for. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then you show up on Wednesday without a plane ticket. <laughs> and you get a free plane ticket to Vegas, Vegas, which is going to be interesting. We'll get that. Um, Young Bucks FTR didn't, you didn't like was, it. 
No, because, and this is the thing. A lot of people, the hot take. Um, I don't like FTR using every single tag team uh, ever and using their specialty moves as transition moves. I don't like that. I get that they're telling this love letter to tag team wrestling and blah, blah, blah. And they love tag team wrestling more than anything. That's great. It doesn't do it for me. It's uh, using historical moves as a transition. Do not do it for me. FTR are a great tag team, but for them to have to rely on every single historical reference for any tag team they've ever respected or loved, I don't need it. I don't need it in my wrestling. I just want them to go in, have innovative offense, innovative offense, and enjoy themselves and be really, really solid. That's what I need in my wrestling. Yeah, like I like I get it. I do like I did like the match overall, but there were a lot of like call outs and some of them I'm not going to get to. Um, one thing that I think is gross about it is, like you said, it cheapens kind of all those old matches, but it also kind of shows them as like these really old figures in my mind because they're calling back to wrestlers that are like, you know, like there's some deep cuts in there for me because like I, I didn't watch wrestling in the 80s and a lot of these like iconic tag teams are like 80s tag teams and like early 90s tag teams. It's just not it's too far in the past for me to really get. So I don't know. There's good and bad in that, though. It just if it's going to extend the match by 15 minutes, I think maybe don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move over to Raw. What uh, yeah. what do you like about Raw? I know it's hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, this week was easy. Ricochet Ali was tremendous. It's a shame that Mustafa Ali has to do this absolute garbage. And then, and then they pinned this on him. If I don't know if you caught this in the commentary, these, they said that Mustafa <laughs> Ali gave, uh, retribution, the masks and their names so that they would feel as judged and shamed as he was. Oh no, that's an Ali thing. That's that was so, a, that's an Ali promo, and that's his way of trying to make it all make sense. Because Lord knows this entire thing hasn't. By I mean, the way, okay, good it's on him for Mustafa, trying. Mustafa, Mustafa Ali, Mustafa, Mustafa. So stupid. That whole thing is. He's a great wrestler. I hate this gimmick. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about retribution almost every week. Our names are still in their mouth, so they're doing something right. But unfortunately, what they're doing right isn't the greatest thing. It, they they tried to, like, it was coming close. We've said some good things because of what D-Bar was doing. But, like, the every one of those wrestlers is so talented, and this is doing them a disservice. Like, it's going to be hard for them to even come back from this, I think. Like, yeah. they mercifully have those stupid masks on. But The, um, the, the segment with uh, the Survivor Series men team in the ring... I think that was funny. Yeah. It was so silly. It was just, it was stupid. It was fun. Uh, but even funnier than that was the tag team match that happened afterwards with AJ Styles as the referee. I just, I loved the way that AJ bumped uh, for all of those stupid comedy spots. Yeah. Just flip flopping. Perfect. Great. Just and silly. That, silly and Drew and Sheamus. So fun. Like I love yeah. seeing them talk backstage. Like that is something that I really do enjoy. So yeah. Why not let two guys who are friends, it doesn't matter if they have opposing views, let them be friends. They can, they can have opposing views to the point where they eventually fight. But right now they have a history. They're friends. Let feels them real, feels like genuine and something that we should see more of. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did. I actually, I didn't like it at the time, but the more I think about it, Titus O'Neil coming out and challenging Bobby Lashley for the U S championship works for me. Titus I, comes out and actually yeah. made, uh, made sense, actually cared uh, and the match was what it was. It was just a I, way yeah, to get Bobby Lashley to defend the title, which is fine. <laughs> like I'm fine with it. It just feels mean to Titus. Like, 
God, give the man a break. He does all the charity work, but they they just bully him on TV. I figured Titus is about to win some sort of award and he just tipped off WWE and be like, you should put me back on TV. I'm winning an award this week for all the work. And they're I like, oh, really? Do Which one? With you. <laughs> Pretty much. He's an ambassador and he'll have a job there yeah. for life because of the work that he does. And that's fine. He loves it. I'm sure yeah. uh, he's, he's an ambassador. That's all that matters to them. Still getting paid. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and also getting paid Alexa and Nikki in that segment that they did. Didn't hate it. I no, didn't exactly. love it. I think it was mostly Alexa who, who, who gave that segment the life that it needed. Um, and it was better than the one last week where she turned around and had these white pupils. And the the, one, the thing where she doesn't get a mask, she just gets contacts and some goo. Give her the uh, mask. Give her the mask. They should give her the mask. Uh, I criticized her acting at some points because people were like way over it. But it, it's, it was, it's been very good for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. She's genuinely enjoying it. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, what did you not like? Uh, from raw. What didn't I like from raw? Uh, I'm so over everything to do with the 24 seven championship. I love our truth. I've got no like Gulak's fine Tazawa's is capable. It's just, they're it's bringing all of them down and I just, it's giving them something to do on TV, but I hate it. I hated that whole match. I was so bored. 10 championship swaps. Yeah. It really feels like they're just like, Tucker, you're garbage to us now. <laughs> like, it felt like that was just a match to be like, this is where you live now. I don't know what you did, but like, you're garbage. And he's he just sitting there being to like, piss someone off. It feels like yeah. that's what I, that's what I'm getting. He's he's back out. He was in a different set of crappy gear this week. <laughs> he's like, wait, what did I do? I don't know what he did, but he's in the doghouse. That much is clear. I don't think he's in the doghouse. I think they're actually just trying to figure out what the hell to do next because they oh. hotshotted his breakup. I don't know. Maybe he did do something. I don't get it. I, I want more for him, but uh, but I agree with you. That 24-7 stuff didn't really do it for me. Um, what did I not like about Rod? The, I didn't like the main event. I mean, no. Ms. Morrison God, and Randy no. Orton versus New Day and Drew McIntyre. It's, yeah. It was, Drew, it was a long or, show. Where Randy decides not to wrestle. Yes. <laughs> Very 2010 Randy. Peak Randy Orton. This is what I say. This is Randy Orton to me. Like the guy who does the bare minimum most of the time. And then will when it's really required, he'll do his job. Yeah. And he does it well when it's when it's required. When he cares. Yeah. Yeah. And now he has the whole now he holds the top championship and he's just like, cool, checking out now. Thanks, guys. Tell me when Edge comes back. I'm just gonna park here for a bit. Oh exactly. It'll be my bus. Uh, <laughs> the, the women's Survivor Series team for Raw. I'm not. I don't need it. I don't need these two. These kids can't two get tag along. Teams. <laughs> it's so. Oh God. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are a good tag team. Mm-hmm. They are going to have a great tag team run if they let them. And that uh, Shayna versus Shayna Naya versus Rose and uh, and Dana Brooke thing. It's fine. It is what it is. But like. They're trying to tell this like nuanced story that they're not, it's not nuanced at all. Yeah. But Lana's great. <laughs> and she's got a chronicle next Saturday. It's going to drop on WWE network. This is the redemption story. Friends. We've been telling you for two months now. Okay. On, on two platforms on this one and on PW unlimited. I'm not done. Oh, okay. I, the final thing from raw Okay. Elias's guitar was so out of tune. 
Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. thought it was a gimmick. I thought they were going to do something funny and clever with it. Nope. Turns out that the cool air of the Amway Center just warped the strings. Oh, it was so badly out of tune. Maybe he knocked it on the ring post going up through the whatever through the ring. Something happened that became so monstrously out of tune that it was embarrassing. I and mean, it wasn't an act. Yeah, most of the time it's embarrassing. <laughs> I don't care. It's your weekly reminder that uh, Elias did not play the solos on his album. Don't care what you say. <laughs> don't care what you say. Those solos on his album were not played by him. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's talk about, uh, let's do AEW. What did you not like about AEW? Uh, I didn't, the whole segment with um, Jade Cargill. I didn't really get what that was for or why. I mean, it was just a, it was, it was for Shaq. It was a Shaqaroni pizza. Why do I care about Shaq? He's going to wrestle eventually. No, he's not. His knees would explode if he tried to wrestle. I have this in my favorites. <laughs> Why? Yep. I have all four of them in the favorites column. Not Jade's promo delivery was not great. It was the most wooden thing short of like Nick Offerman's woodworking. That was terrible. It was her first time out. That's all I'm going to say. It was her first time out. That's fine. A lot on her. I get it. Um, she got to Shaq a little too late to the point where the, uh, the, the announce team had to really put over that it was Shaq. Like Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh my God. It was I, a I whole don't, thing. I don't even blame her. I blame whoever put her out here and to talk about the giant. Like, so is Shaq mad that Cody said he's a giant killer and Shaq felt personally threatened? Is that the angle? that's that's the dumbest thing so at the end of the day it's not going to be a one-on-one matchup it's probably going to be a mixed tag it's going to be cody and brandy versus jade and Shaq. yeah that's fine jade can do all of the work probably brandy came out and did a pretty good job no problem with brandy Uh, yeah later on the night i have other feelings but yes and yeah my god and then cody called someone out at the start uh, that i don't think it's going there at all now but it was like what it was mjf he like, said he wanted what? to avenge his loss to MJF. And I was, I was like, like, how about you okay. shut up and stay out of what is already a great storyline? Like, <laughs> don't ruin it. All right, go ahead. Keep going. What did you oh, not man. like? What didn't I like about AEW? Uh, no, it was Jade. It was just that whole weird segment was awful to me. Um, yes. Other than that, I thought like it was a pretty solid show, like much better than last week's, in my opinion. Uh, a lot of really solid matches. Uh, my favorite was the bunkhouse, which is just a weird street fight. I don't know why. Ooh, we're getting there. I don't have my. I didn't tell you what I didn't like yet. But oh yeah, you your favorite thing was Jade. What don't you like about AEW's show? I would say my favorite. I, and and I agree with you that most of the most of the show was great. It was yeah. really fun. I enjoyed it. I, these are three things that are honestly probably more nitpicky than anything. All right. That brandy and red velvet entrance. That's what that that irked me it irked me that brandy comes out with red velvet and like doesn't give a shit about her entrance doesn't want yeah. to support her friend and people are like oh it's a human response no no it's if it not was a human response then what you would do is say hey velvet i'm going to come out after you do your thing or hey let's just race down to the ring let's just let's both be pissed and instead it was like hey why aren't you doing my entrance with me and brandy being like mm, and putting her, you know, faking it and half-assing it. It's like, yeah, I don't know. it feels like Red bad. Velvet's just getting screwed week after week. <laughs> Great match, though. And we'll get to yeah. that in my favorites. Uh, Sammy's not dead. We just talked about that. Yeah, Sammy Guevara <laughs> gets taken out of the uh, elite deletion. I'm like, cool. Now he'll be out for a few weeks. Nope. Showed up on Wednesday. No, with I a plane blame team. Matt Hardy for that. That's who I blame for that. <laughs> and 
Finally, the Sean Spears match was good, but uh, the loaded glove spot didn't do it for me, especially when the ref went to question uh, Sean Spears afterwards and they show the replay. And the replay is the referee is facing Spears, who is behind the screen. They show the replay on the big screen. The referee sees it. I That's the one thing in wrestling they don't like. I don't like it when the it's clearly in the referee's line of sight. He clearly sees that, that it got, you know, that it yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just going to, it's dumb referee syndrome and I can't can't stand it so yeah, that's, it that's dumb. what i didn't the like thing was dumb there tell me what you liked what you yeah, really, really the bunkhouse which is like again i don't know why in wrestling there are so many matches that are just street fights but they just call it something else for some stupid reason um they put some vaguely cowboy props at ringside that's about it but great match Everyone overall jeans. it was a bit grisly like they like some color but <laughs> overall good yeah. but could have done with a little less blood it was a bit much i think someone someone nicked something they shouldn't yeah have in that match. <laughs> it was like, that's really it what it some, was it had some like eddie jbl judgment day vibes at a couple Ooh. points i was like oh but a good match overall and yeah like just so so many good matches like this was tough like what about you yeah great match um i was a fan of uh of uh, Ty Conchi and Red Velvet, despite yep. the fact that every week at 9.30 p.m., I can tell you when the women's match is happening, and I don't want to keep doing that, but it's going to be weird. a weekly thing that I call out until yeah. they fix it. <sighs> My it's feelings towards AEW's women's division. Um, yeah, so that was a thing. But the match was great. They gave these two women who are not very well... Um, they're, they're new. They're still fresh. They're not veterans. They give them eight minutes live on TV. Yeah to go and do it. And they did a really, really good job. The match was crisp and solid. It wasn't perfect, but it was great. Yeah, and I was I a big like fan it still of that. felt pretty, pretty good through and through. So yeah, it was really a sink or swim type of mentality. And I think both women, they, they definitely swam and they did a great job. So you can expect both of them to, to keep building their stock in AEW. I, think. I thought, I thought Tay Conti was in the dark order, but I guess they're walking that back. <laughs> they offered it to her in August and they haven't done anything with it other than she's Anna Jay's friend. Yeah. And that's why I assume she accepted, but they, they did do the thing where Anna tried to give her the chair and Ty was yep. like, no, no, no. So maybe it'll get to a point where Ty keeps, uh, sorry, Tay keeps losing a match until she finally gives in and then maybe joins dark order. Maybe it's a long-term storytelling thing. Yeah. Their women's division doesn't really do long-term storytelling, at least not, not yet. ever. So uh, not yet. And maybe there's room for it there. But uh, I agree. A lot of people are waiting and waiting for this Dark Order thing with those two to play out. Another woman in the Dark Order wouldn't be a problem. Have a tag team. Have the two of them run roughshod. It'd be nice. And uh, Penta and Phoenix. Great match. So good. So good. It's what you, what you wanted. It was yeah, good. Exactly. It was just solid. And now it's going to be, you know, fighting over Death Triangle. <laughs> it's going to be Pac and, and Eddie. And then you'll have, uh, maybe it'll lead to a tag team at Revolution. It'll be... Uh, Eddie and, and his best friend Penta and versus Phoenix and and his best friend Pac. And it's fine. It's good storytelling. I'm into it. Yep. Leave me somewhere. Uh NXT, what did you what did you not like? Uh Shotzi's whole thing about the meaning of her stupid tank, which they introduced the week before and then made her say, No, I don't care. It's dumb. It doesn't. Uh, what, what what? It's a toy. Remind us. Remind us what it was that, uh, so that she said. She about talked that. about it symbolized it symbolized like eight things to her she went on and on it like she's it symbolized her family who's in the military or a person in her family who's in the military the vagueness with which tells me it's probably like a 
fucking cousin or third cousin or something. Um, or, and then like freedom, her tank stands for freedom somehow. Uh, and then she said, yeah. it's not just some cool toy. And it's like, well, it's not cool. You're a grown ass woman driving around in a child's toy. It's weird. And I'm glad Candace crushed it. <laughs> wow. Hot takes at PW Unlimited, not here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here. Not a fan. That's fair. Not that's a fan fair. of that dumb tank. Um, Tanks don't stand for freedom. That's true. Uh, that that bugged me too. Objectively I do agree with that. untrue. Yeah. Someone someone was really reaching and not thinking when that happened. Yeah. Um, speaking of not thinking, I'm not a big fan of this Boa Zia Lee Chinese mob mentality thing. Um, it's not really the mob. I just wrote down the mob because yeah. it felt like the story was going somewhere like that. Turns out that the guy who came out is supposed to be like Boa's master or his um, like his teacher type of character. He wrote the symbol for power on his arm when he gave him that uh, that that envelope, that piece of paper. Um, there's a story to tell, but it's they have to draw a really really thick line to make sure they don't just make it sound like they're pulling from some random martial arts movie they saw once. And that's the, like I have no, I'm nervous about where they were going with it, but. It sounds like some people who had explained exactly what was going on, at least from their perspective, it could be going a perfectly fine direction in my mind. But I will say this, Boa took one hell of a beating. Good cells. Good oh, cells. Yes. God, that kick yeah, in the Rick head looked Kelly. vicious and they get thrown around and then the, the chest choke slam thing. That was so good. You did a very good job with that. So Yeah, Raquel Gonzalez is going to be big. Not just physically, but yeah, she yeah. is like, so imposing. I'm a big great. fan of that. It was great presentation. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. Uh, and finally, what I didn't like, Thatcher and Loomis having a match because of a photo. Oh, yeah, actually, there's weird. two things. Um, but yeah, Thatcher and Loomis over the photo. Uh, I was listening to PWT Talks NXT, and they were mentioning that Thatcher and Loomis met in the um, the last North American Championship kind of matches to determine a number one contender. So there's something there. Um, getting Loomis to the hat was, was good. I was glad yeah, that they yeah. eventually transitioned and gave Thatcher the win. Because Tim Thatcher yeah, hasn't yeah. won matches. He needed the win. And the way that they got to it made sense. And then the way that they played out Loomis in the hat afterwards made sense. Uh, and the last thing for me was was Indy Hartwell unmasking. Just, we all knew it was coming. At least if you Kelsey followed Brees. it. <laughs> just like, yeah, okay. Thanks. Don't play it off like it's a big thing. It happened. Yeah. So. Boots look different this week, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> what, you never seen a pair of docs? They seemed a little narrower this week. I don't know. Well, then. <laughs> Well, uh, all right. what'd yeah. you like for for me for nxt honestly the gargano leon rough thing i thought that was like mwah, chef's kiss so good um seeing him win was great i hope they keep it on him for a little while i don't care like he did a good job that was a good quick match the bit with gargano and the wheel at the start was hilarious um, can i Gargan point something out yeah go for it this is something that no one else has talked about in any of the wrestling that i talk about the original wheel did obviously didn't have Leon Ruff's name on it. Yeah, yeah. You know whose name was there? Who? It was Austin Theory's name. That's and for funny. some reason, it got papered over with Leon Ruff. Maybe because they realized, oh, Theory quit, quit, or yeah, they're yeah. gonna play something out later. But uh, yeah, that that's something that I saw and that that no one's talked about, and I was kind of surprised. So yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I love that Theory isn't back. I find that hilarious and good. <laughs> Um, there's still but, time there's yeah, still time i know i know i know um but yeah the wheel bit was hilarious uh match was good and then damian priest through all of it 
just showed like that was the the final thing for me to be like this guy's gonna be like one of the biggest guys if they if they do it right like he deserves to be one of the top wrestlers in wwe because he is so engaging when he like in everything he does he's great in the ring he's hilarious and weird in a way that's like i don't know if i should believe in this guy but for some reason he's enthralling so like and after the end he's like hey 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 he's gonna little little johnny's gonna come out here he's gonna be pissed take my car get out of here like that was so good yeah yeah yeah. black black challenger can you drive stick can you drive stick? Can you, can you, can drive? you drive stick? Can you drive at all? You're 16, right? How do, old are you? Do your legs feel like reach the pedals? Like, <laughs> it was so good. So good. I loved that whole thing. And that's how they started the show. And it was so strong. And like, like I said before, NXT, number one, like out of all wrestling programming that we watch, NXT's number one by far. Yeah. I was a big fan of it. I agree with you that Leon Ruff stuff with, with Gargano and priest hilarious. Uh, I honestly going back to, to theory, I do think it's going to be another scream mask comes out next week. If they do a rematch and Johnny Gargano becomes a, a two time or three time North American champion. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but it's probably what we're getting towards, but whatever. you know what? I'll enjoy the ride because it's a fun ride. Uh, speaking of fun rides, Atlas Escobar, that was a great match. Jake Atlas and uh, Santos Escobar Escobar had a great moment at the end where he like, Got the three count and then recoiled in the ring like, oh, my God, that took everything out of me to get that pinfall. It was was a great showcase. Great showcase for Atlas. Like it was such a good match and like put him up to like like and this is NXT building new talent like not that long ago. Jake Atlas was like some schmuck who was doing the 205 live thing and like barely on anyone's radar. And they built him over a couple of months and like he's now uh, uh, their main roster on there all the time. Yeah. So Great. we're going to find out. And the hat. Yeah. The hat did it to me again. That was such Can't. a good beat down too. the bag. He's like, I figured it out. I just got to sack <laughs> his head. Like, yeah, just uh, don't look into his eyes. And yeah, how do you get yeah, rid yeah. of his eyes? You put a bag over his head. <laughs> it's so good. Like, boy, my college days were visited. And yeah. so it came to pass that the hat came and took out his oppressive nature and his oppressor by putting a bag over his head. Yep. And nope. Jumping into his leg, jumping Hilarious. his legs into his face. It was really uh, good. And then the promo, the promo he cut before the main event was also just equally good. Now I can focus on going to the moon. I loved it. Very yeah, fun. Very silly. Awesome. So good. Unfortunately, when he gets called up, he's just going to be in a program with our truth for the twenty four seven championship. Oh my god, you're right. They're one comedy <laughs> note that they can manage. I hope not. Do we have anything else? I think that might be it. We might have. I mean, I was. We're supposed to talk about SmackDown, but nothing's happening on SmackDown tomorrow. Uh, officially. And so probably I, unofficially. <laughs> I, all I'm going to say is last week on the Fightful SmackDown postgame show, you and I got ourselves put in timeout <laughs> for me mentioning that Tamina is the person who will join the SmackDown Women's uh, Survivor Series match. Yeah, almost certainly. If especially I'm right. With, especially with Nia's posturing on Monday, like... You can feel it coming because they don't have anything else to counter that. So if I'm right, I'm going to rub it in their faces. Unfortunately, the way I have to do it is by sending a super chat. So they'll get my money. But the point <laughs> is I will rub it in Jeremy Lambert and Sean Ross Slapp's faces all that Friday. If it happens Tamina, please don't let me down. That's our, I think that's our SmackDown preview. That's it. Tamina, do uh, your job. Show up. You'll find us. 
you'll find us doing our weekly draw PW Unlimited uh, over the weekend. There are no pay-per-views going on for us to preview. So we'll talk about the week ahead in wrestling. It's going to be a good one. There's stuff coming up. So uh, in the meantime, Tim, where can the kids find you? Kids can find me at Tim Stone P T I M B S T O N E P on Twitter. Check me out. Talk to me. I need more friends. What does the P stand for? One of these days, I'm going to get you to do the gimmick where the P stands for something different every time. No, it's pile driver. What about um, Puff Daddy? There you go. Keep that up. Yeah, okay. I'll think of it. All right. And you can find me on all forms of social media at Joel Pearl. You can find the show at Tim and Joel Pod or www.timandjoelpod.com. FYI, that leads us to YouTube. And I think you had something to say about that, didn't you? Yeah. So just as we're kind of taking a step back and retooling how we do the show. We're going to focus exclusively on YouTube going forward. We were on Twitch for a little bit. Um, it's just easier to focus our efforts on one channel and it's nice to meet a community in the, in like one place. And I think YouTube is kind of already the home for most wrestling stuff. So we're going to live here. Um, any comments, uh, subscribers, donations, etc. because we are trying to record a podcast at the same time. Uh, we'll call up in the wrap out or in the wrap up for the show. We're not going to do it kind of in stream. So sorry if you're commenting towards us. Uh, I might hit you up in the chat, but I'm not going to do it vocally until the end just because we're trying to, yeah, make some engaging audio content as well. That audio content is available on all platforms, by the way. If you found us on Spotify, if you found us on Apple, wherever you find us, leave a five star review. That helps us, gets us up the chart, gets your friends talking about us, gets you talking about us. And we just want to talk to you, talk to your friends, talk to everyone about wrestling. So in the meantime, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on audio platforms everywhere and you can find us watching wrestling. So folks, enjoy your week. Enjoy your wrestling. We'll see you next week.